Welcome to the Howie Silbiger Show on the True Talk Radio Network. Get in on the conversation. Call 1-877-669-1292. I'm Howie Silbiger and welcome to the Howie Silbiger Show right here on the True Talk Radio Network. You could get in on the conversation by give me a call, number to call, 1-877-669-1292. That's 1-877-669-1292. That's the number to call. Get in on the conversation here on the Howie Silberger Show on the True Talk Radio Network. I have some good news for you. Uh, True Rock Radio, True Rock Radio is uh, is about to launch. We're, we're in the final testing phases of True Rock Radio, and uh, we're about to launch the station. There will be a whole bunch of uh, new music programs on that station, 24 hours of music broadcast, and uh, we'll have a bunch of uh, shows. Uh, Sheldon's Inside the Vault, Sheldon Freed's Inside the Vault. We'll move to True Rock Radio. He'll be leaving True Talk Radio and moving to True Rock Radio. And a whole lot of other things are going to happen. We'll have a wonderful website up. It's going to be a really great place to be. So uh, keep, keep your eyes on the True Talk Radio website. Keep your eyes on the uh, Facebook groups. Uh, True Rock Radio, launching very soon on the True Talk Radio Network. Uh, it, it's been a while since I've been on. I've been, uh, I've been awfully busy and uh, upgrading the studio. I'm hoping that, uh, that you've noticed the upgrade and you've noticed a, little, a couple of the upgrades in the studio and the sound quality and the, uh, and the video quality of the studio. We're constantly working to make uh, True Talk Radio and the Howie Silver Show much better. And, uh, and this is part of the process. Part of the process is upgrading the equipment, and sometimes that requires us to take a few days off in order to get the equipment up and running and, uh, and, and working the way we want it to be working, the way we want you to, to hear it working, and the, uh, the way it should be working. So thank you for bearing with us. I do appreciate you, uh, you bearing with us. And we are back online. And, of course, the, uh, the website and the uh, website's there. The app is there. Download the True Talk Radio app from your favorite app store. The website is there, truetalkradio.com, where we have the schedule of all the programming we have on True Talk Radio. And, of course, when the show is live, you could call in. Number to call, 1-877-669-1292. That's 1-877-669-1292. So a lot has happened since I've been off the air. A whole lot has happened. I'd like to talk a little bit about some of it. The, the, the indictment. This is the big thing that everyone's talking about right now. The indictment of Donald Trump, the second indictment of Donald Trump. The indictment of Donald Trump for possessing, holding, and uh, withholding classified documents. Now, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not going to pretend to be a lawyer. I'm not going to try to litigate this case uh, you know, from the back seat, from the show. It's not going to happen. All I'm going to say is that the holding of classified documents is a standard thing that happens with all politicians that serve in federal government. They, it would be impossible for a senator, let's say, or a congressman to not to be able to do their job uh, without taking classified information home with them. Uh, the idea is that they have to give it back at the end. Now, a lot of presidents, including uh, Biden, who was the vice president, President Joe Biden, who was the vice president, had classified information at home. Uh, Joe Pence... Mike Pence, sorry. Mike Pence had classified information at home. Joe Biden had classified information at home. Hillary Clinton had classified information at home. So many, many, many politicians take this stuff home and just kind of leave it there. They forget about it, and it lies in their home. And 
it just seems kind of strange, just kind of really weird that Donald Trump is the only politician in the last decade that is being charged with this crime of possessing classified information after he left the White House. It just seems kind of weird, kind of opportunistic that the opponent to the president of the United States, a man running for that seat, is now being prosecuted by an agency that answers directly to the president. It seems like election tampering to me. Once again, I am not a, a law enforcement agent. I'm not an FBI agent. I am not an, I'm not privy to any of the evidence that they have. I'm just saying that visually it doesn't look very good that uh, they're charging one guy and they're letting everybody else off scot-free. That doesn't seem right to me. But then again, I don't have all the evidence and I can't make a judgment call on this. All I could say is that this, this constant badgering of Donald Trump, the constant chasing of Donald Trump, the constant, uh, the constant attempt to, to take Donald Trump and end his political career because you just don't like him, just seems mean-spirited, just seems corrupt, and seems like an election temporary. But that, that's the way I see it, and you could see it differently. The idea that a president could commit a crime is not, it's not far-fetched. We saw Bill Clinton commit crimes. We've, we've seen many presidents commit crimes. So that's not far-fetched. The idea that a president could be prosecuted for the crimes uh, is not far-fetched either. Richard Nixon had to resign because of that. So, so I'm not surprised that Donald Trump was indicted. Uh, I'm just saying it's an opportunistic thing because this should have been a misdemeanor. This should not have been a felony crime. And I, I'm, just, I'm just a little bit perturbed by the fact that the justice system has been weaponized in order to stop uh, the frontrunner of the Republican Party from running for president. It just seems wrong to me. Not that I support Donald Trump. I, I, I do and I don't, and it doesn't really matter. It's kind of irrelevant how I feel about Donald Trump. It's just the justice doesn't seem served. And another thing that really bothers me, and I'll tell you this straight off, is how polarized the society is. If you look at social media and you see all the gleeful, gleeful and joy that is being expressed by some of the opponents of Donald Trump, some of the people who just hate Trump for whatever reason, they don't like his morals, they don't like his politics, they don't like whatever, the, the gleefulness that, they, that they're exhibiting when a man's life is basically hanging in the balance. If he goes to jail, he goes to jail for life, and this is a person, a father, a grandfather, a man. The, the extreme joy that some people are feeling is disgusting and revolting. And I'm not going to say very much more about that, but it's disgusting and revolting. We shouldn't be joyful when a politician that we disagree with is being prosecuted, arrested, and, and put into jail. It, should not something, it shouldn't be something that's gleeful. It's not, it should be something that's very sad. We should all be saddened by this. We shouldn't be happy about this. We should be sad by this because it's further deteriorating the democratic system. And every time we deteriorate the democratic system, we should be, we should be upset about it. We should be upset that our, our society, our country, this, this, this North America in general, is moving away from democracy. We should be extremely scared and upset about that because other countries that have moved away from democracy have ended up in some sort of socialist or communist dictatorship where the people started suffering immensely. That's something we should keep in mind 
and something we should uh, should worry about when we watch our governments go move more and more towards totalitarianism. This is something that really we should be talking about. And not enough people are talking about it. When you see a guy like Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada, squash his opponents, literally stomp on his opponents by sending the army in to take away a protest in Ottawa, and then gleefully, like happily, have a press conference where, where his minister announces that she is going to freeze their bank accounts and, and euthanize their dogs and put their kids into social services, all because they went to a protest to, 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 to stand against a policy, a political policy, that the prime minister himself put into place, it is the actual definition of totalitarianism. Canada is no longer a free country. Let me be clear about this. Canada is no longer a free country under the Trudeau government. The law they just passed, Bill C-13, further limits the freedom of expression and the freedom of, 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 um, uh, of speaking your own language. It, it limits people. It curtails our rights. Now, we, we can't be surprised that governments are continuing to curtail our rights since we voluntarily allowed them to do that during the COVID pandemic. Since we voluntarily gave up our rights, since we voluntarily told the government, we don't care, we want to live under your rule. Now that the government is further curtailing the rights of Canadians, uh, we shouldn't be upset. We have almost no right to protest that. And the ones who did get up and protest were crushed like bugs to no protests at all by normal people. The, the mass population didn't protest the extreme crushing of the truckers, of the truckers' convoy. Uh, you may have disagreed with their message, and, uh, and I disagree with a lot of messages, and I disagree with a lot of stuff, but I will stand till my dying day and defend the people's right to, to express it. If we want to live in a democracy, we have to understand that there are people who will agree with you and people who won't agree with you. And the people who don't agree with you have a right to express their opinion the same way the people who do agree with you have the right to express their opinion. And if we stop one side from speaking and if we, if we crush one side from talking and we only promote the other side, then suddenly free speech, the dialogue, the, the understanding that there are two sides to every story and both sides have to be heard disappears. It's gone. It vanishes into, into the ether. And that's where we are in Canada, where one side has all the say and the other side has no say. I've been censored three, four times already on YouTube. They've taken my show off the air because they disagreed with something I said. Now, it doesn't bother me that they disagree with me. And in fact, I encourage people to disagree with me. And if you do disagree with me, feel free to call in. We could talk about it. That's why I have open lines, one 669 1292 I have open lines so that you could call in and we could talk about the disagreement. We could talk. We could, we could have a conversation. We could talk about it. And we used to be able to talk about stuff. In, in North America, we used to be able to have conversations. We used to be able to use the term, I agree, we have to agree to disagree. That used to be something. Agreeing to disagree used to be a common thing. Okay, you have your opinion. I have my opinion. I agree to disagree with you. That doesn't exist anymore. I've lost so many friends and Facebook friends and regular friends and people I know 
who have walked away from our relationships, from our friendships, simply because they disagree with something I said. I had one friend who, uh, who disagreed with my questioning of the efficacy of masks. He disagreed with me. And so he blocked me and never said another word to me again. In three years, I haven't spoken to the guy. All because he disagreed with a political point I had made. Now, now, is that ridiculous? Of course it's ridiculous. Is it surprising? Not particularly. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I'm not surprised by any of this. We are living in a society, uh, the people who have grown up in this society, uh, the people who are now coming of age and coming into politics and, and, and taking over the world, these people have grown up never knowing the agony of defeat. They never know, they've never known what it is to lose something. Everything's always been handed to them. Participation flags, participation banners. Oh, everybody, there's no winners, there's no losers. Everybody, it's how you play the game. It's really how you play the game. It's no winners and no losers. And they've come into a world where there are winners and there are losers. There's come into a world where there are consequences for your actions. They come into a world where you're held accountable for the words that you say. And they don't like it. They don't like it because that's not what they're used to. It's not what they grew up with. They don't like it at all. And because they come into the world... With this attitude that there are no winners, no losers, you you can't say what you want. No, you can't hurt somebody's feelings. You can't say something that somebody's going to disagree with or something controversial. That's not right. You can't do that because it makes me feel bad. You can't say that you're a man or a woman because what if somebody else feels that they're a man or not a man or a woman, then they'll feel bad so you can't say it. We live in a world where people have grown up with, with, without the box of, of I've won, I've lost, without, without the checklist. And because, we've gr- because these people have grown up in this world where they've, they've gotten everything they've wanted and they've never felt sad about anything, when they realize the real world doesn't work that way, they're trying to make the real world, world work that way. And by trying to make the real world work that way, wow, that's really a tongue twister. Let's try that again. By trying to make the real world work that way, they are imposing a a a weird kind of of socialism. I don't even know if it's socialism. They're imposing some kind of weird, maybe it's a new political ideology on us, an ideology that doesn't make sense, an ideology that we really shouldn't be accepting, embracing, or or, or understanding. But we are. We are. And it's so strange for a guy who grew up in, in a world that made sense, that a world that, that looked at things from both sides and said, okay, let, let's, let's kind of agree in the middle. Okay, you have your point of view, I have my point of view, but let's kind of agree in the middle. We can still live together even though we disagree with each other. We've come to this weird woke generation, this weird woke thing. Now, I hate using the word woke. I really do. Because even grammatically... We've killed grammar because woke means nothing. It means I woke up. It means it was the past tense to wake. It means nothing. Yo, you woke up and you realized that everything that you believed in wasn't true. That's where it came from. And I hate using that word. I really do. Because there's no waking up. I'm entitled to my opinion. And my opinion is not less valid than anybody else's opinion. And if I express my opinion, I'm entitled to express it the same way everybody else is entitled to express their opinion. 
And if, you're, you're, if you disagree with it, you're entitled to disagree with it. There should be no woke. There should be no one coming to me and saying, I am judging you and your opinion is wrong and therefore you must wake up and realize that your opinion is wrong and my opinion is right. And that is what woke means. And I refuse to accept that, that philosophy. I refuse to accept that there's somebody above me or somebody who has a moral uh, priority over me to say that they have the true answer and everything that I believe in and everything I think and everything I say is completely wrong and I have to wake up. It's very insulting. It's, it's extremely insulting. It's insulting to my intelligence. It's insulting to my education. It's insulting to the, every fiber of my being. I'm insulted by that. Now, I don't, get, I don't get worked up, and it doesn't really physically bother me. I mean, I'm not really all that insulted. But intellectually, I'm insulted. Who are you to tell me that my opinion doesn't matter? Who are you to tell me that my opinion's wrong? It's an opinion. I'm entitled to it. I have a right to have an opinion. I have a right to think the way I think. And you have a right not to listen to me. You have a right not to believe me. You have a right to, to, to express your own opinion. You have a right to argue with me. And if your argument doesn't go anywhere and I, and I don't subscribe to your point of view, you have every right in the world to say, Howie, I disagree with you and, and, and move on. Why is it so important that I have to agree with you and I have to follow everything that you say? It's, it's, it's so important because the generation that is taking over the world believes strongly believes that their opinion is the only opinion. And that's been a leftist thing for a long time. Uh, you have to, you're entitled to your opinion as long as it's the same opinion as mine. If it's not the same opinion as mine, shut up. That has been leftist opinion for a long time. That's been the way the leftists have worked for, for decades already. But now we have a whole generation of people who have grown up with that attitude. That my opinion is correct, your opinion is wrong, you have a right to express it, but if it doesn't coincide with my opinion, shut up. And that's really where we're at. That's really the generation that we're facing now. And it's going to be the biggest challenge, biggest political challenge of the world. Really, it's going to be a huge political challenge. How are we going to survive this? Normal people are disappearing, rapidly disappearing, rapidly moving into the background because they don't want to, they want to face a career-ending move by going on to social media or going somewhere else and expressing an opinion. And their career suddenly ends. And the brave ones, the strong ones, are standing up and fighting against it and are suffering for the fight. They're getting fired. They're getting maligned. They're getting blasted, lamb-blasted by the media. And for what? For expressing an opinion that somebody doesn't agree with? Just seems kind of silly, doesn't it? Think about it for a second. How silly is this? But here we are. We're at this point. We're at the we're at the crux of this. This is where we're at. And it's silly and it's stupid and it's dumb and we're still there and it's going to stay like this for a long time. Unless normal people get up and change it. And I don't see too many normal people getting up to change anything. And that's really the shame and the scary part of this whole thing is that normal people are just accepting it and standing in the background and allowing this to happen. Shame on you. Shame on the normal person for not getting up and fighting back. 
shame on the normal person for not saying, hey, biology is biology. Hey, you tell me to follow the science and take a vaccine for COVID. I follow the science, I take the vaccine. But now I'm not going to follow the science when it comes to gender. Now I'm not going to follow the science when it comes to when it, when it comes to sex. Now I'm not going to follow the science when it comes to anything else. I'm going to go to new science. I'm going to go to some other some other bastardization of science. I'm not going to follow the science. Really? You tell me to follow the science in one part, but I don't follow the science in the other part. What kind of hypocrisy is this? What kind of nonsense and stupidity is this? And I know, I know, some people are going to say, oh, Howie, you're transphobic. I'm not transphobic. I'm not scared of anyone. And if you don't understand what I just said, look up the word phobic. I don't hate anybody, and I'm not scared of anybody. I just believe in realism. I believe in reality. I believe in science. I believe in following a normal path in life, a logical path, a path that makes sense. Not living in some fairyland, some 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 strange, crazy land of imagination and make belief. I did that when I was five years old. I'm not gonna do that today. You know, if I want to live in land of make belief, I'll watch Mr. Rogers. Doesn't have to happen in my regular life. My regular life, I want it to be normal. I want to live a normal life. I want to be able to 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 speak when I want to speak. I want to be able to hear what I want to hear. I want to be able to watch what I want to watch. I want to be able to follow who I want to follow. I want to be able to say what I want to say. And not have to fear that somebody's going to say, Oh, he said that? Let's cut him off. Let's shut him down. Let's destroy his life. Let's go after his family. Let's go after his history. Let's, let's look at 30 years worth of, uh, 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 of radio shows and see if we can find something he said. That we can label him a racist. And that'll shut him up forever. Scary world we live in. Really scary. I'm Howie Silberger. This is the Howie Silberger Show. Right here on the True Talk Radio Network. We are on, we are going to be on every day. We had um, a couple of technical things, but uh, as long as the technology works, we're going to try to get on every day. If we're not on every day, we'll be on every couple of days, but uh, keep a watch exactly where you found me right now. Keep watching and we'll be back uh, right here on the Howie Silberger Show. We will be back. Because that's what we do. We've been doing this for almost 30 years. We're happy to do this. We are proud to do this. The lines will always be open. You will always be able to call in. I'm Howie Silberger. This is the Howie Silberger Show on the True Talk Radio Network. <laughs> 